Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Turned 63 years of age, Bob Stoffer down in Ice District at Rogers Place, the Edmonton Oilers, and the biggest Golden Knights tonight at 8. You can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. We are going to open up the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Where's your confidence level at with the Edmonton Oilers right now? Three times in the playoffs, Edmonton have lost games, and they've responded with wins. Lost the opening game of the series in overtime to L.A. One game, two, four, two here at Rogers Place. One game, or lost game three in overtime to L.A. Uh, and then uh, we're down 3 nothing in game four. Some people wrote the Oilers off. Edmonton stormed back 1-5-4 in OT to get the series to 2-2. Lost game one in Vegas. 6-4 with an empty netter from Jack Eichel and then pounded the Golden Knights 5-1 and then turned around and got pounded 5-1 themselves. So three times they've lost. They've outscored teams 14-7 and seven and won the, uh, the three games after those losses. You can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. We'll open up the River Curry Resort Casino hotline. Um, and a very different opponent. Am I showing too much? Well, I'm going to read this text. Mark and St. Albert says, Bob, this is painful to listen to. Well, Mark and St. Albert, I've been accused of that on many occasions over the years. We beat them in the regular season. They are not better than us. We have been horrendous in defensive coverage. That comes to us for Mark. The way you are talking will never win the Cup. We are as deep as we've ever been and will not get any deeper because of our lack of cap space for Mark and St. Albert. Mark, I expect it to be a very creative summer. That's all I'm going to tell you. Um... And I think that you have to give a healthy amount of respect. This is a good team that the Edmonton Oilers are playing. They are. They can't play the way they played in two of the three games and expected to win this series. 780-496-0063. Let's go to Brian on line number one. Hello, Brian. How are you? Hey, I'm doing all right, Bob. Um, I, I'm starting to wonder, after that last game where and I was getting frustrated with the non calls and, and uh yep. I didn't I didn't realize what Yamamoto did or did not do after he got a high stick by not by not coming back fast enough or whatever. But I, I'm starting to wonder if these guys have to learn that if they don't get the calls that they they like I think they pout a little bit as a team. They kinda just I can dry sidle is a good one at it, but I think to get to that next level, I think I think as a team they're going to have to figure out that if they don't get the calls, they have to even play harder. And I think that's kind of what a pattern I've seen with this team is when they don't get the calls after a little while, they they just start uh, giving up a little bit. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I'm like they just had no jump in that game on Monday. 
Now, we basically had the second 10-day road trip of the year in less than a month. It was a yep. weird, like, you know what? We, we packed going, because I was, you know, I traveled with them, and we knew that there was a possibility. Like, I was kind of hoping that we'd play Saturday against, uh, you know, L.A., take care of the series, and they'd go Tuesday, Thursday against Vegas. I didn't think it'd be Wednesday, Saturday against Vegas. And yeah, that extended it, and so they're away. And, you know, mm-hmm. this time of the year, traditionally, and I won't speak to which family members are here, but usually there's some additional family members in town enjoying the experience yeah. uh, for the players. And I, I just, like, right from the opening shift, the team seemed off. And But now, think about game two. The Oilers were on it in game two. They outshot oh, yeah. Vegas 19-4. to And we had a game late in the regular season in Vegas that the Oilers won 7-4. And if it was in the final 15 games of the year, the Oilers would have won better than 7-4. Like they, or maybe the last six or seven, because they really tightened things up defensively in their final six or seven games. But they shredded Vegas in that 7-4 game. But Vegas didn't have Mark Stone. And that's a yeah. huge difference maker. I, I'm trying to, they might not have had Theodore in that game as well. Like I think Vegas yeah. is, like, Vegas is, my, my concern with Vegas is they've proven to be more than Edmonton's equal 5-E-5. That is a yeah. concern for me. There's no question the Oilers have better special teams. But the problem is, as series go on, especially for teams that have good power plays, they get fewer calls. So the Oilers are going to have to up now. Valid point needs to be mentioned that, you know, if if you're five-on-five play, maybe you don't score, but you draw penalties. That's part of the success of a five-on-five is to get to the power play. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't like a couple of non-calls. I I, I didn't like the Oilers. Vegas deserved the game the other night regardless of the calls, except that the two calls that didn't get made at six and a half and four and a half minutes left in the first period were when the game yeah. was 1-1. If, 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 like maybe the Oilers are playing crappy, but they get on the Absolutely. power play and score, and here we go, right? What a coulda, shoulda, yeah. if, ends, and buts. Do I mean I think yeah. Leah? I, there's no question the team got frustrated as the game went, went on. No question. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, I I was going to just mention too that I, I do think the ten days off uh, out of town, and coming back, I think that does play a factor in it. I mean, you know, they were on the road for ten days, but I expect a lot better game tonight. All right. Thanks a lot, Brian. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. That is the number on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. Uh, what are your expectations for tonight's game? And uh, we'll tell you that we're going to go to John in New Westminster, BC. Up next, hello, John. How are you? Hey, Bob, doing great. Um, Bob, I called you about a year, year and a half ago, and I said um, I started to wonder about Austin Matthews and, like, is he a little bit like uh, Joe Thornton or Pierre Turgeon, you know, like the tin man, like no heart. And I'll tell you what, Bob, that church bell is ringing like it's nobody's business if he coughs up a furball tonight. Um, I would take Matt Kachuk over Austin Matthews any day, personally myself. And, um, Bob, is there a play, like, what the Leafs need is more jam and pushback and uh, heart and soul, blood and guts, guys. Um, um, Bob, is there a guy in the draft um, this year, oh, wow. or who, who's the most heart and soul, blood and guts guy? Can I can I be brutal? Can I be brutally honest with you? Sure. I, like we're in the middle of a playoff run, and the Oilers don't have a first round pick. This is the least we know. Bedard's other beyond Bedard and Fantelli. Like I'm going to have to. I don't even know if we're going to go to a draft. Like we did go to the draft last year. Jack and me did draft shows for the ten years before that. I don't even know if we're going to go. Um, 
you know, uh, I have not, full disclosure, you know, some might think I'm a bit of a know-it-all on the air. I have no read on who that, like, I love the Schaefer pick for the Oilers last year. I saw him play here in the in the WHL final. Four of the six games were here in Edmonton. Let's not forget yeah. that, right? I, You know, I knew what Edmonton was getting. I love the pick. He brought... You know, a physical impetus, some size, some intimidation. He'd improve. He could skate for a big man. I love the pick, but I am not close. I'll have to do a fair amount of research before I can. And you know what? If you're talking about a guy like that, often they're found further down the draft. They're three or four years away from helping a team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, true and true enough. There, there's one kid I would look uh, Quint, uh Quinton Musty, I think's his name. He's maybe like a Tanner Geno type of player, maybe. But uh, I haven't seen I haven't seen him play or anything. Where does he? Where? Um, sorry, where does he play? Uh, he's in the OHL. He's ranked like 17th or 18th or something like that. Or okay, well, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll see somebody tonight and I'll ask about him. Thanks a lot, John. Take care. Okay, thanks. thanks. You bet. Guys from New West. I mean, they had one of the toughest teams of all time with Punch McLean back in the day, late 1970s. Uh, we're going to go to Grumpy Guy. Is that right? Grumpy Guy on line three. How you doing, Grumpy Guy? That's me. Who's asking? Anyway, Bob, I have a question for you. It kind of leads to where you were going earlier about my expectations for tonight. Yep. And do you wonder, I wonder how, what a fickle sport it's become when you lose, or you win 5-1 one night and you lose 5-1 the next. Like, I was around in the heyday of the 80s and the grinder and all that, and I don't remember the sport being so up and down. Now, maybe it's just me. I don't know. I have a theory for you. Okay. So when you and me were privileged to watch the greatest collection and cavalcade of offensive stars ever put on one team, how many teams were in the NHL at that time? Regardless. I'm talking well, about any sport. No, but no, no, but no. Like, there were there were 21 teams. 16 made the playoffs. But realistically, there was no salary cap. And the Oilers, Glenn say they got ahead of everybody else and put together that team. Like, because there's a salary cap, we have... Some people call it parity. Gary Bettman would like to call it competitive balance. What we're watching in this round defies logic on a night-to-night basis. Like, one night Seattle kicks Dallas's ass. The next night Dallas smokes Seattle. New Jersey wallops Carolina in Game 3. Carolina wallops New Jersey in Game 4. Jordan Martin, who gets four points. The Oilers light up Vegas 5-1 in Game 2. I didn't see 5-1 coming. And do you think that's good for the sport? I don't, like... I, I, you know, like again, just you know, I'm. I'm from, I will. Okay, no, that's you know what, that's here, a fair, that's a fair. What about other sports? Like, I, I'm not a big sport. I, I watch the Oilers. I like hockey. Yeah. I don't know a lot about soccer or these other sports, but do we see the imparity in other sports? Like we. Well, no, I think five one. I, 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 I think there's parity in the league, but in this round, we've had bizarre, like. The back and forth kind of defies logic. I have, like, like I say, it's a little bit odd to me that this has yeah. happened. I can tell you from a television perspective. Here's, I, is it possible that everybody kicks the crap out of each other in the first round? And the first round of the NHL playoffs is the best, and then it gets progressively worse. Is that what we're seeing? Is that kind of where you're coming from? Because you're not the only person to suggest this that we see. The, the playoffs don't appear, the games don't appear to be as competitive as the opening round. Like that series with L.A., those games, with the exception of Game 5 here in Edmonton, those games were all pretty close between the Oilers and the Kings. 
which is what you want to see. You don't want to see 5-1 one night and then 5-1 the next night the opposite way. Yeah, no, no, that is that is that is fair. But again, uh, you know, in the 80s, there was a real disparity, uh, a real difference uh, in terms of the talent level with some of the team, like, like the, LA, the cap, you mean, or what? Before the before the cap, yes, and and until you, until Peter Pocklington ran into financial difficulties, the yeah. Oilers capitalized on it. Like yeah. they had a way better team. That I mean, that's what makes the '98 comeback that Edmonton had against Colorado to me still to this day is so shocking. Because Colorado had a way better team. How the hell did they blow a three-one lead? <laughs> like, like, still think about it. They had. Well, this they, is what I'm. This is what I'm chuckling about. You know, it's just so. Yeah. All over the map kind of thing. Yeah. No, yeah. back to my point earlier. Do you is it that way in other sports, you know, in the NFL, in the I think there the, are uh, Yeah, I think there are years where you have a great week of playoff. I'll speak specific to NFL cuz I, you know, I, well, I love football. we're talking the whole NHL season, not just weeks of. Yeah, yeah. Uh I think the NHL I, I mean Here's here's all you need to know about the the current competitive balance. <laughs> what happened to Boston? What's happening to Toronto right now? I mean, it's just bizarre, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look at look at take it one step further. So those two teams are in trouble because of which team? Florida. And if the Pittsburgh Penguins win either of their final two games, Lee or Florida misses the playoffs. That's how close this was, grumpy guy. Hey, thanks for the call, okay? You're welcome, dude. Take care. You bet. 780-496-0063. You can text us. Why would you want predictability in sport? Not knowing which team could take over in any night is what makes it better. That said, the separate, like, in this round, it's been quite peculiar. There haven't been, there haven't been a lot of, the Leafs-Florida series has probably been the closest. Those games have been the, like, you look at this series, a game one was close. Oilers routed the Knights in Game 2. The Knights took it to Edmonton in Game 3. Again, you look at New Jersey and Carolina. They haven't played a close game yet. They're four games into the series. And Seattle and and, uh, Dallas. By the way, you want real freaky Friday stuff? Dallas lost Game 1 in their series at home to Minnesota. Edmonton lost Game 1 to L.A. Dallas won Game 2. Edmonton won Game 2. Uh, Dallas lost game three, opening round. Edmonton lost game three. Dallas won games four, five, and six. Edmonton won game four, five, and six. Dallas lost game one to Seattle. Edmonton lost game one to Vegas. Dallas won game two. Vegas, or uh, the Oilers won game two. There you go. Uh, We'll take a quick break. It's 150 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers now. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
Edmonton Oilers now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Come in and check out their new location, 3975 Calgary Trail. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's an Oilers game night, game four. The series between the Edmonton Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights. Just before we go to Trevor on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, Brendan, you had a tweet that you wanted to get to from uh, Jonathan Willis? Yeah, you betcha from The Athletic, of course. Uh, he says, Derek Ryan uh, makes $1.25 million mostly gets defensive zone work and when he's on the ice in these playoffs at 5v5 the Oilers score 71% of the goals and they own 68% of the expected goals there. Smart player smart player. Let's go to Trevor on line number 4. Trevor, you're on Oilers now. How you doing? Hi, good Bob. How are you? Good. What do you got? Good. Long time listener, uh, first time caller, just coming into the game from Grand Prairie. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll ask you one quick question. I'll let you go because I'm in a bad service area. But inserting Holloway and taking Yamamoto out, what are your thoughts? I will uh, leave you with that. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, look, I'm pretty bullish on Dylan Holloway. And, um, you know, I guess that's my answer right there, isn't it? I, I would contemplate doing it. I think. I wish there was more traction out of uh, Kyler Yamamoto's game. Now, that said, he scored arguably one of the biggest goals of the playoffs in Game 6 against the LA Kings, but there needs to be more productivity. Um, he's basically played himself down the lineup a bit. Now, I wonder whether or not he gets moved up if the Oilers try to balance lines, but I would have time for Holloway. We, t- we talked about Holloway after Game 1 of this series, so I think that's a fair question and a fair point by you, Trevor, because I'd probably be open-minded to Dylan Holloway. I, maybe not at Yamamoto's expense. Maybe just go... T- I think the Oilers should go 12-6. and six. I really do. Uh, now, Yanmark's going to get the first crack if he's healthy. Some might say Devin Shore would draw it ahead of Holloway. I have Holloway on the team next year as a third-line left wing, possibly playing uh, with Fogel, who could play the right wing, and Ryan McLeod, because those guys were part of a big night in New York when the Oilers stuck on, or a big afternoon in New York when they closed out that three-game New York road trip. Sportsnet Stats, by the way, just tweeting out this number. Connor McDavid has 69 goals between the regular season and the playoffs, 99 assists through 91 games a season. That's in the regular season and the playoffs, 69 and 99. Only Wayne Gretzky four times and Mario Lemieux three times have ever recorded 70-plus goals and 100-plus assists in a uh, regular season slash uh, playoff. <laughs> so, and they played in a little bit different time, you know, like when goalies were five foot nine, and defensemen, some had challenges turning both ways. So, uh, this text comes in saying, Bob, Holloway will get some extra time when they're on the ropes. Fair enough. Uh, Bob, good place to stop because if you kept going, the tinfoil, uh, tinfoil hat brigade would show up screaming about how proof of the NHL being rigged. Oh, I think we're talking about the the, the picks or just in turn, oh, the games, the five. There's It's crazy. The, the variance of results in the games in these playoffs. Um, but I will, there's no question there's competitive balance in the league. And just circle back to Florida. The Florida Panthers, if Pittsburgh had taken care of business and Pittsburgh didn't need to beat world beaters down the stretch in the final couple games, Florida would have missed the playoffs. Instead, Florida has rallied from 3 1 down to beat Boston in a record setting year and put the Leafs on the ropes 3 nothing. Now, Bobrovsky's been a big part of it. 
Kachuk's been a massive part of it. Florida had a way deeper team last year. They traded two number ones to get Sherratt and Giroux. Then they turn around and traded another number one to get Kachuk, who's been a fantastic. He's going to be a finalist for the Hart Trophy. He's not going to win it. Because Connor's going to win it. Connor McDavid's going to win it. But interesting nonetheless. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. And we will be back with the Cult of Hockey's David Staples on Oilers Now.